0: The clearest way to land on your trifix is to isolate
1: each center by itself. With these trifixes, it's like the body center is the engine of the trifix. The heart center is like, who is the person that's being engined somewhere, right? The mind is like, how is that being engined? And it, you know what I mean? Like, how is the person getting around? How are they navigating?
2: Like a five's just amorally looking at whatever they're into, right? They're not, right. it's not, it's not about... You know, which side am I going to be on at the end of this? And is it going to be the good people?
0: The Big Hormone
1: Enneagram. Hi, I'm John Lukovich, a uh, sexual self-president over the 5 Tri-fix. Hi, I'm David Gray,
2: self-press, sexual, nine with one, nine, seven, four, trifix. What up,
0: it's Emeka, I'm an eight, wing seven, sexual, self-press, with eight, five, four, fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy, I am a self social,
1: three, wing four, with a Three six nine If you like our podcast, guys, make sure you go like and subscribe us on the Apple Podcast app. And if you really like us, you should definitely leave us a review. Welcome to Big Hormone Enneagram. Today, uh, Nancy has passed, so rest in peace, Nancy. Rest uh, in peace, she'll Nancy. She'll be back. She'll be back. I hope you die um, in
2: hell. Die in hell, Nancy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Burning hell. You will not be missed. <laughs> she-
1: <laughs> I sorry. I'm just providing I'm
2: just providing the nine input you know, yeah.
1: piece. Sorry, <laughs> Instagram and she's like on a boat somewhere, like drinking and having fun. I want to hear an intro from yeah. David. Uh
2: what are we doing today? That, that's that's a great start. <laughs> yeah, so what are we doing? Uh no, uh <laughs> we're talking tri-type basics, right? Tri-fix basics. Uh we roasted all the tri-fixes. Now we're going back to lay some groundwork on some of the differences within each of the centers so that we so that people can maybe use that material to help identify their tri
0: type right
1: right well, well done <laughs>
0: people always ask about tri fixes how to figure out what's my heart fix what's my head fix and i tried to come up with sort of a short list of or a resource for myself, first of all, and just something quick that I could copy and paste because people were asking the same question. So I wrote up a little guide that'd been going around like a short summary of each fix in each center. Because if you want to figure out your trifix, people get pretty confused sometimes with looking at each archetype and like trying to match each description to themselves. And hopefully the the roasts that we did were specific enough that people could see themselves in those um, archetypes that we created but if you really want to figure it out you have to look
1: at each center so i had this list of little short descriptions of each fix i saw people... somebody uh post this and i saw that it was Amica's, and i was like we gotta do an episode on that because i mean it was i thought it was great it was very succinct and good yeah nice. so, yeah i mean what we, what we talked about last time at the beginning of the uh the part three of the roast was what stood out for me in, in doing all these like joke names and talking about each and unpacking each Trifix was the way the body center energy sort of was the, the engine in a way behind the Trifixes. And so it wasn't necessarily that it's more important, but I just, the, the body center energy was how the head and the heart were kind of getting thrust forward. So no matter what the first type in the Trifix was, uh, there was always this engine behind it.
0: Yeah, I think that's something that really, struck me as well, just in terms of when you're sort of typing people as a body type, that's the first thing I noticed is their, is their gut center. And maybe it was a couple of years ago that you wrote something about the gut center and how they were different styles of dissociating mm-hmm. that really struck me. And thinking of the aid fixation as a style of dissociation through action, through. pushing in action yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and so that 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 was a huge eye opener for me in terms of observing my own eight personality in the way that my attention is always trying to grab an experience and trying to force experiences and there's a way that similar to 9 that 8 isn't listening like yeah. 8 isn't yeah it's almost like deleting all the gut types are deleting aspects of their experience. They're
2: in denial. Yeah. Extreme. Yeah.
0: But it's like a, it's a very active
2: form of denial. Yeah. And And so you wouldn't think of it as denial. That's what's interesting. I mean, that maybe that's your point too, is it's a dissociation. It's odd to think of action and force as dissociation. Right. Yeah. And
0: I'm starting to notice that more and more in different ways that I am denying what's actually happening. And I'm trying to replace what's happening with what I want to happen. Even just like in a conversation, I'm, I'm not fully listening. <laughs> I'm, I'm, only, I'm only listening to the part that I think that I can use to make, to respond or um, make, you know, force what I want to, to take place. That's, that's been where apparent you apparent the... to all of us on these calls. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, that's where you get the eight chaos maker, right? Because then you're churning up the thing and you're making what you want to happen.
0: Yeah. But I think that's a very good point for 8 fix yeah. is the style of wanting to force or amp up an experience.
2: One interesting uh pivot point too, just as a, a way to contrast and uh is type six. Uh six is a reactive type, right? And so and there's you know, a lot of different directions six can go. And so specifically when you're looking at sixes and what and what their gut fix is, that mm-hmm. you can really see in a particular way, because it's a reactive type, how the type is sort of fueled with that or has the engine behind yeah, it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really like sixes with a nine fix versus sixes with one or eight. It's just a completely Super different, t- yeah. total, totally different energy.
1: I'll, I'll also add, though, uh, that I think part of what is useful about this call and, and pinpointing some of this is that you start to see you know, the, the operation of the centers and what the centers are doing, like, you know, what we just said about the body types with all these these different forms of dissociation. So like the body center is how we, we hold and maintain ego boundaries and separate ourselves from our environment, um, and protect ourselves. But yeah, it's like when we're not really here, we're not present, we're dissociating. And Mm -hmm. so it's different styles Mm -hmm. of dissociation. So a lot of times I think people will look at their body fix, for example, uh, through the lens of, well, am I big and tough or am I sweet and gentle or am I uptight? And you're not gonna figure it out that way. If you start to see how you like understand your mechanism of dissociation, I think that's a lot more rich because I mean, I'm a core four and I think my I think my body center fix is pretty apparent. But as a four I'm also super withdrawn. So like I could tell I knew immediately what my, my body fix was, but I don't consider myself a particularly like powerful person. Because I'm mm-hmm. stuck in my cave, and you know, like hate sunlight and all this kind of stuff. But, but I can see how I push things. I have a big fat mouth. I, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like when, when Emma, were you speaking to with your uh, with your sister? I'll just kind of like pin somebody to the wall in a certain way, you know, like try to pin them or get them on something in that kind of push way. Yep. Like if I get like impatient. I just like try to push something in a certain direction, even if I think it's going to be a mess. You know what I'm saying? Right. A mm-hmm. couple things about eight and eight fixers
0: is the sense of immediacy. Like one thing I noticed the eight fixers have is just you just let it fly. Like mm-hmm. if, even if you're not sure, you just wing it. Just fucking go with it. Go with the most immediate thing that's that's right <laughs> there. Um, so it, that's the part of the the chaos piece that shows up. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, eights are, or eight fixtures are necessarily always wanting to whip up chaos, but the immediacy and just kind of like going with their, your almost immediate impulse and not really um, like sort of dissociating with, with action and forcing yeah. something is part of what creates chaos. You, you're like, I'm just going to ride this wave and, and I'm I'm going to just do something and then I'm going to just do something after that and keep going.
2: Creating chaos might be the wrong
0: phrase it's more like just when you
2: do a push you're setting off something that is going to be something that's totally unpredictable
0: right right. yeah the unpredictable in the gut center eight is not afraid of unpredictable just the uncertainty of what happens next is i'm just going to jump into it and it's
1: it's not very premeditated Mm -hmm. yeah it's just go And I mean, that literally just go, like, I I feel that viscerally when I'm in a, like, uncomfortable situation. Yes. (laughs) When I'm uncomfortable, my reaction is to just do something. (laughs) I mean, people
0: might think that's confident, but it's not. It's just, I'm replacing whatever sense of discomfort that I have with with action. That's really all that's happening.
1: And and I don't know about y'all, but I I mean, when I'm really angry, I, like, have to, like, I, like, have to, like, slam my fist on a desk or whatever, (laughs) you know, like, Mm-hmm. I have to physically discharge it in some way um, yeah. when I'm really, really, really angry. Like when I'm at my peak anger, it becomes like it is action taking. And it's like the act the, the space between impulse and action gets shorter and shorter and shorter. Yep. Till it, like I can hardly control yeah. it where it just like I have to like fucking throw my phone on the ground or something like that, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, sometimes a lot of times with these uh, online conflicts or whatever, I try to avoid them because I know that I'm going to be really angry. But I don't know what I'm going to say or what I'm going to do once the conflict starts. But like once you're in the middle of it, that whole eight thing takes over and the gap between what I'm doing and what I'm thinking I should do is there's no gap. I'm just I'm just fucking doing things. But somehow it's working and I'm kicking, you know, I'm fucking kicking this person's ass or whatever. But it's like, it's not, it's not something that's premeditated. I'm just like angry and just acting based on my immediate impulses, uh, which is just taking it out on somebody. So it's, I, yeah, it's I, an immediacy.
1: I was uh, at a party um, that was on 4th of July. We had, there was like a, this crazy, bizarre, fucking weird party on the, my roof that just happened. And, I mean, like, watching people have sex kind of, like, <laughs> weirdness on the roof. Uh, Brooklyn! But, uh, <laughs> but you know, the corona vibes are heavy, and it's weird. And, like, I'm sitting down next to Alaria on something, and this guy comes over, and he starts, like, touching Alaria. Wait, what? Yeah, and I was like, you know, especially with COVID, I'm, I was like, like, immediately, like, I just felt the, like, the, do, push. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. um... And I was like, get away from her or something like this. And, yeah. and then he kind of like leaned in further because he, he was drunk and he saw I was irritated. So he was like going to provoke me. Oh, wow. Well, I got up and I just started fucking pushing him, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, but it was like real fucking immediate, you know? There wasn't, it was like, just protect woman. You know?
3: <laughs>
1: and, you know, he kind of like did, a, did like a thing and but went away or whatever. But I like just the he saw that I was willing to make it physical real quick Right, uh, was the only message. Cause he was, he was really, I mean, no mask on and getting in her space and stuff like this. And oh, but it was wow. that thing where I could feel this is a danger. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, my first act, like, I'm not very vocal with a lot of my publics, like my social blind, mm. whatever. Like I don't normally like just say shit to people. Right. But when my call out didn't work, I just had to escalate it immediately, but I could feel that <clears throat> escalate like go right. right. Oh.
2: That's another uh, important concept with eight and eight fixes, protection. Protection. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I
1: don't. I don't like the
0: way people try to twist that online with uh, sure. You know that aids are looking out for the underdogs. Like I'm not looking out for no underdogs. But no, it's who's in your circle, right? right? Like I, I yeah. It is somehow selfish. It's like these are my friends. These are my people yeah like if you think that you can fuck with anyone within yeah, my life, boundary. like you
1: cannot cross this line, basically like no I, I mean, I've sensed that from you, emika, and I love that like <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, emika's really got my back
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and you, yeah it's 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 also i think eight is also the the sense of this is someone or this is someone who has the capacity to escalate things to zero to a thousand when the time, when it's necessary, it's going to be an immediate escalation. Uh, and so people on some level can sense that I'm willing to escalate this as far as it fucking takes. Like there's, there's, I'm going to escalate. If you cross this line, I'm going to escalate as far as fucking possible. And, yeah. um, and they back, you know, that's why they back off. They don't, do you want to have to deal with that? It's not necessarily, <laughs> that i'm going to kick your ass but do you want to deal with the escalation that you know is going to happen right um right. it's it, it reminds me of
2: um uh <clears throat> this this could feed the idealizations of eight but uh it's animal right it's a yeah. it's, it's a male animal that just reflexively goes into protection of you know his immediate territory and circle of you know, tribe or whatever it's just it, and it's got that immediate physicality of ready to fight and pull out the horns
1: yep i yeah. i will I will add to uh and you know I don't wanna just talk about us the whole time, but, <laughs> but uh but what what I will add is um to my point about being a four or five, and you know somebody on some online group posted about like do any other fours really experience all their emotions in their bodies and I was like, no, yeah. no, that's probably a nine. But I think when I was young, the, the disconnect between my body and my heart and mind was really intense. Like I was very mm-hmm. schizoidy, dissociated or whatever. Mm-hmm. And breath work and stuff has helped, but it's like, it used to be like I would hardly be in touch with the signals and sensations of the body. And even like the whole sense of feeling would be in the heart center almost entirely without almost any body awareness of the physiological, emotional responses. And so breath work and sensation work and all this kind of stuff has just helped me so much to actually sense and experience those things happening. So when I was younger, there were, mo- uh, I've always had this sort of aggressive confrontational quality, despite being as withdrawn as I am. But like the, the spurring into physical action was not always is there, uh, yeah. especially when I was like yeah. threatened or something like I'm, there, was a, there was a couple of times when I was like a teenager, where I remember kind of like freezing a little bit and knowing I had that thing in me that could do that but it's like i couldn't reach it and so as i've gotten older it's sort of like a resourcefulness maybe that's through the five-wing filter but it's like Mm -hmm. i've got all this physical resourcefulness that i didn't i knew i had but i couldn't tap into that now that i feel like i'm more integrated in my centers i can do that that's that's really interesting to hear from uh, someone who is an aid fix
0: but coming from a four perspective
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I've always had this, you know, like, I mean, the way I speak and I'm like, oh, fuck the the, the," you know, and like kind of confrontational and pushing and trying to be provocative. But there were times when it was like real pressure, right? Like there was a real threat or something. right? And I could feel like, I think to other people's eyes, I was probably pretty damn able to get physical quickly, but I could feel myself that I couldn't do it uh, that fluidly.
0: Even as an eight, I mean, there's always the sense that, Man, you're really you're being a bitch right now. There's always this kind of inner message that that you're not gonna be up to the um you like you have to amp up more like that. That's sort of like you're not amped up enough. Like you're not yeah, actually that, yeah 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 you yeah. know like that. I've always <laughs> I wrestled in high school and I was a scrawny little you know teenage kid that that tried off for the wrestling team and you've got like these seniors that are. Super strong and super fast, just kicking your ass, and it's just like this sense of the sense of I'm not up to this, and I don't. I'm afraid of getting my ass kicked, and just contending with that fear. And of course, you're just like fighting that. So, to other people, I was always surprised that there was um, one kid who was in my class who, uh, or my same freshman class, of, who was later told me that he was intimidated of me, and I was like, "What?" Like, you know, just thinking of what I was thinking of myself at the time. And for whatever reason, the coach had made me captain of the team. And I'm just like this gap between what I see as myself contending with the fear of, of going up against people that are stronger than and better than me versus what people are seeing. So I'm like maybe someone sees me as way more confident than I feel inside because I'm still contending with my own you know, like I'm going up against things that I'm afraid of. Mm-hmm. Um, So maybe some people see that as fearless, but it's like, I'm dealing with feelings of self-doubt, <laughs> of not being strong enough, right. not being good enough. And, and um, but, you know, you still do it anyway, but it's like, yeah, it, it just looks different to other people. Yeah. Like right. the
2: difference between eight and one, I kind of do eight and one versus nine, eights and ones in, in their own separate ways feel that there might not be bringing enough force yeah to bring you <laughs> the situation right so you've got to. so i've got to crank this up i've got to actually kind of conjure or convolute some more force to match the situation or overwhelm the situation whatever i'm up against
1: i wonder Chris. if that like a rejection type thing that you could, in a sense, say that the two feels like I got to bring more heart to this, and the five goes I got to bring more mind to this.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, there you go. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to your point, David, in terms of the the gut fixes, eight and one fixers tend to have those fixes add more force to the personality.
2: Generally, a nine fix. There's this. Even if you're not a core nine, you've got super ego saying that force or conflict is the wrong thing to do
1: mm-hmm. well i always experience with nine fix people just like uh, a real sense of being accepting and like you can relax yeah. mm-hmm. and like it, you know one of the stereotypes i think of a nine fix is that they're like weak or something and i mean sometimes they can be but i mean i think anybody can be weak like i know very strong nines and nine fix people that are like you know not just like emotionally or whatever strong, but like you know, like they've got this sort of potency to them, but it's it's not pushing potency. You know, true, yeah. It's like a like ocean there. It's ocean that's gonna yeah. You could throw a nuclear bomb in there, yeah, <laughs> and it, the ocean's just gonna absorb it. Right, right, yeah. yeah. It's very encompassing, and so like they might be I don't know like a like a lot of the nine fix sevens are still like really intense people. You know?
0: Right. That that was a point I wanted to make that you can see these fixes when, for example, an assertive type has a, mm-hmm. a nine fix, for example. So we're like a seven wing eight, which is a fucking really loud blowtorch of a personality, has a nine fix. And you can really zero in on, on what does a nine fix add to a personality. And so mm-hmm. you get a lot of this wide acceptance. Like, OK, you have on mm-hmm. one hand a personality like a seven wing eight who is really, can be really obnoxious, but then you have the nine fix, which is, can be really accepting and kind of fuzzy and vague around that kind (laughs) of acceptance. It's like, so those two things combined, this is someone who, while they're obnoxious, is gonna be wanting to see the good in people or see both sides, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of vague fuzziness around boundaries uh, shows up. So uh, a good point to make about that people should know about figuring out their fixes is that you? Kind of have to hold on to each of these uh, the other centers that that's not your core type, kind of loosely, to see the subtle things that those types might add to the core type. It's not going to change a seven wing eight is always going to be a seven wing eight, but it's looking at the way a seven wing eight is managing the needs of um, their gut fix and like, so is, is it going to be like a fuzzy, vague? inner confusion that that shows up in like how do they manage those kind of boundaries are they going to be more accepting of people
1: it gives you that sense of i mean it's almost so subtle that it's hard at all to bring any language to but it's like a seven wing eight with a nine fix right it's like you're getting really subtle distinctions about the way centers are being used Mm -hmm. so you know as we keep going back to like body centers ego boundaries and how those are maintained so the seven parts, the mental center part that wants to go get the, the juicy object or whatever is very powerful, you know, overpowering. It can be insensitive, it can be boom. But then in terms of how they kind of maintain a sense of self, uh, like part of the ego boundary thing is like what you allow in to be affecting yes. you. Separation, how do you, how are they managing mm-hmm. those kind of Exactly. And so like, you know, as a eight fixers, like our sense of separation is like, we're being separate now, you know, like, like, it's like separate. We've always been separate. (laughs) Yeah. A one fixer is like, you know, it's like, well, that's not right. So it's separate. And then a nine fixer is like, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you can get like a three or a seven that are like very powerful threes and sevens. And at the same time, they get a nine fix. And so when they're going for the goal or they're going for the object through the lens of their dominant center, when it comes to accessing their nine fix, it's like their sense of self, in a way, it's more allowing. Yes. Yeah. And
0: I've noticed even, you know, types, assertive types like three or seven that have nine fixes still have this sense of being able to over-attune to other people or really mm-hmm. attune to other people's states. I've had plenty of experiences with uh, threes that have nine fixes. And on one hand, three is kind of a self-interested, you know, they have their aims, they have the things that they want to get done. but what kept me hooked in those relationships was just the nine fix sense of wanting to attune to, I understand you, or I can meet you wherever you're at, or willingness to bend to that other person or absorb parts of that other person. So, like, you know, an assertive type that has a nine fix can end up seeming a lot softer. Their boundaries are a lot
1: more fluid. Yep. Mm-hmm. We'll say a little bit more about uh, one fix. And I think that uh, I want to read from some of your notes, Emeka, that you sent us, because um, I think that they're just clear and very good. So you wrote, in the body center, uh, your fixation is how you're maintaining ego boundaries. It's how you're creating psychological boundaries and distance internally and externally. And that's really important that it's both. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ego boundaries, again, it's not just you're separate from... Your environment but it's like parts of yourself that you want to be separate from too so like when we talk it's it's dissociation so like eights will dissociate from their own vulnerability right and ones are most famous in terms of uh putting inner boundaries against themselves because things against themselves or that they don't want to contaminate them or make them feel like they're wrong or bad or corrupt so um eight is what emica wrote uh forcefulness and impact Pushing and expanding out, amping up the expense of softer and smaller inner parts. Nine, fuzzy and unclear. Inner confusion from dispersed and cluttered needs and wants. I think That's a really good line right there. Uh, diffuse, absorbing of outside influence. And one, rigidity and self-control, high standards of purity maintained by self-restriction, moralistic criticisms and judgments. Those are great. And, um, you know, I think we spent the least amount of time with one, but um, and one fixes are pretty rare, I think. Yeah, that's, um, that's true. You know, it, it adds a sharpness and precision to the personality, big time. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Alaria is a four with a one fix, and four is a little bit of, like, dysfunctional, and yet she's got this sort of, you know, it's it almost gives her, like, an academic quality, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no, that, that does make sense. I, there's something like the <clears throat> act of criticism. Mm-hmm. It, it's a mm-hmm. certain kind mm-hmm. of, like... Eights, for example, oh, no. can can express anger just like a blowtorch, just like let it go, let it fly. And ones can channel that anger or they're pushed into like a
1: sharp yes. point of criticism. This it's not even it. necessarily like criticizing. Like it can be like, like I said, the academic thing. It's like, you know, like you talk about academic criticism. It's like this sustained pick, 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 pick thing. Yes. Yeah.
0: It's almost like an ideal pure state that you're trying to get to and you're chipping away like almost like a, a sculpture chipping away at the, the parts that don't belong.
2: It's directing that so like if, you, if 8 is just the energy bursting out it, one is directing it through a channel mm-hmm. towards something, pointing at something
1: mm. Yeah
2: That's how it feels to me
1: Yeah, it, like 8 <clears throat> and 9 can be both very sloppy
2: yeah. Yes, right, so, <laughs> right.
1: And, but, but one is very precise channels. One gives Alaria, yeah. that's part of her boss energy, right? Super boss. Right, right. Little, little boss thing. Yeah. We were talking about uh, grooves and attachment types and getting into grooves. But with one, it's not like a groove so much as it's like a like the barrel of a gun that is like very clean. So the bullet just has no, you know, just
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's it. I mean, that's the thing is it's that it's that narrowing that force, that that fuel through it, through a straight something at something.
1: You want to go to the the image center? Yeah, let's do image. (laughs) All right. So um, we are recording this at the end of another conversation we had that we're making another episode. And uh, in that we were talking about how no matter what somebody's main type is, what a wounding it can be for people to feel that somebody is not seeing them the type that they believe they are. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I said in the other, the other recording, whatever, hell hath no fury like somebody who, uh, who feels that their type is not seen, especially when they are mistyped.
0: The type that they think they are. The type that they think they
1: are, yeah, is not seen. And, uh, you know, I'm fascinated by this from the point of view of how the potential for wounding there, like, it's, it's only in the last couple of weeks that I've started to really realize, like, how intense that is for some people. But, like, the, the intensity of being seen and how we see ourselves. You know, I think there's a way that we can view appearance, even inner appearance, or, or ways we represent ourselves to ourselves as somewhat superficial, But it's a really important, really not well understood mechanism of the personality where we are, we need to uh, have an, we need, we uphold a certain view of ourselves and that view can be more or less accurate, but we maintain that view. Um, in particular ways. And we draw from different facets of our experience to inform ourselves of that view. Mm -hmm. And so in no matter what our main type is, our heart fix is what we're drawing from to have us to see ourselves, to understand a felt sense of our identity um, and to feel positively about ourselves and to, um, you know, to, to maintain a uh, cohesive sense of identity, as well as the range, habitual range of feelings that we allow ourselves to have. So Emeka wrote, in the heart image center, your fixation is your preferred way of maintaining a self-image. One might feel, quote, I should, unquote, show. And then two, sweetness and care. Like I need to show sweetness and care. Positive emotions, heartfelt love and affection, goodness and serving. And what I would add to people's general understanding about the centers and fixes is that you can think of two, three, and four as like three different sides of our identity and that all of us are, our identity is like a it's not a fixed thing really it's a it's a in process experience and there's three main stances like it, it, part of being in relationship like two for example is the part of the heart center part of our identity that knows who we are through relationship right like <laughs> we know a part of ourselves based on the part of ourselves that comes out through relationship so two two-fix emphasizes that on type two it's like that's where they're naturally at the part of our identity that arises from relatedness and so in a two-fix you generally get these more uh, relational feelings generally more positive maybe not more positive than three-fix but but more like sweet feelings yeah Yeah. It's, it's more relational
2: as compared to three for example which is a good comparison which is more accomplishment oriented and
1: yeah I think one of the easy misconceptions is that two fixers and twos feel burdened. There's a sort of a a, there's a heaviness in two about feeling burdened or feeling like obligated or something. And that like I think it's on the outside, those two fixers are are generally the most warm, touchy, physically touchy types. But like I think sometimes people can't see their two fix because they feel the burden some part of being a two.
0: It's it's also like that people are imposing what they imagine two is in terms of, oh, I'm just a doormat that wants to help people and I I don't know my own needs, but not recognizing that two fixes, describing a way that their attention is going towards more relational concerns, how to be of service, of, of use to other people, to have like an ethos of, I don't wanna be someone who brings harm to these relationships. I had a recent a person who was typed recently. We, we were discussing about their two fix, and they were like, "Well, I'm not a doormat. I'm I, I have I take care of my own needs, and I mean I help people if it's not too much trouble. But it's not like I'm just running around helping people all the time." And I was trying to explain to her that two fix is like a sort of a perspective that you feel like you should be a point of contact that helps people. That you shouldn't bring any negativity in the way that you relate to other people. That you should be some kind of a source of care not to say that you do all the time but it's like this is where your attention goes this is the kind of image that you would like to that you'd like people to have of you whether or not you do
1: anything at all that's what a two fix would add to a personality
2: uh did you want to finish reading those
1: yeah i'll go into three um so emica wrote three excellence accomplishments repressing emotion value and success fitting a recognizable mold and like with the two you know there tend to be a lot of I see two basic flavors of this where it's like you either see a lot of more like a a positive feeling good about oneself and therefore feeling good about one's life and experience kind of like an eagerness or they can have this sort of like very focused almost efficiency kind of flavor that can almost seem emotionless
0: Mm -hmm. yeah one thing that energetically the three fix tends to add that I've been recently noticing is that Two and four in the heart space have overt emotional notes that they add. to So like two is going to, two fix is going to make someone express heart energy. more. Right, a Hallmark commercial. Yeah. Just like there's going to be more emotionality there.
2: More Whereas color three, with two and four.
0: Yeah. There's there's some color there emotionally <clears throat> in the heart space. Whereas three is the type that sort of clamps down and represses emotionality in the heart space. And in the moment it
1: feels, it can feel icy. I think they feel deeply, but I don't think that they let it fly. Right. Like a two fix will uh, just let it fly by like you're talking with them and then they like hold your hand and like look deeply into your eyes. You know, and then Uh four fix is like, no, you know, like (laughs) I I don't like it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, the three fixer, like they might be very sensitive and emotional, but they just don't let it go in the same way. There's a little bit more of a, of a awareness of what any motion that's embodied, what it might convey
0: the value and success fitting and recognizable mold is something that was kind of an unexpected insight mm-hmm. that I got from threes is that from my perspective is if you want to achieve value, achieve value, but it's, it's important that it's recognized. It's important that it's quantified. If in order for it to be recognized, it has to fit a mold that people have seen before usually. So a lot of times you get threes and three fixes that end up in patterns of wanting to follow trends. Just you want to get that hit of validation and get that hit of success, which has to be based on other people recognizing it. So it can be limited to a certain degree because how do I achieve that by going off on my own path? I have to sort of play within the sort of lanes that society has set up for me that they're willing to recognize as success. Got a
2: quality about it that's like a model or a mannequin yes so it's and it's constricting itself into that sort of being a fashion you know figuratively speaking it's like being a fashion model where you're you're supposed to be a neutral thing an ideal but you're putting on the garments of a certain mold or whatever if that makes sense
0: yeah i'm getting some new notes from this conversation and one i would add to to the three is you know modeling the ideal modeling is such a it's such a direct hit of what threes are trying to do, yeah. which gets at that value and success fitting in a recognizable mold is something that really struck me about three that's similar to nine is that they're looking out there for what they're supposed to be. And for
1: listeners, though, like it's not as crafted. It might sound like we're speaking to here. Like, yeah, I think the three fix is like probably the most common hard fix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of normal in a certain way. Right. Like, but it doesn't look like crafting. But as yes, as y'all are speaking to, it's like there is drawing from something external to shape in a certain way. That's like just happens unconsciously.
2: Yeah, we don't want to do the typical three bashing. You know, well, yeah. just to
1: say that it's not like this sort of chameleonic crafting falsifying thing that sometimes no, people no, no. when they yeah. hear these dynamics can interpret it as that.
0: From what I get from threes, that I I really value and appreciate is. They can, they can zero in on how to get from point A to point B. They can really zero on a potential and sort of the, the steps to get from there, like to, to motivate yourself at each step to, to say, okay, this is what you need to do to achieve this goal. And this goal is very clear and quantified. Um, so I like to see the clarity that, that threes and three fixtures have in terms of wanting to get from point A to point B and the self-motivation um, based on like a prize. Mm-hmm. You know that you set up a prize, and it's like I want to mm-hmm. achieve this, and you work towards it step by step. And so, I think culturally, I think America is very Americans are, more, are very familiar with this. I think it's sort of embedded in in American culture to you know set your goals and work at it step by step, and you'll get there. And motivate yourself; you can do it. You know that kind of a thing.
2: That's a quality that's like the psychology is another metaphor or whatever is is it's athletic. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's like everything that goes with athletics. You know what I mean? It's building up, it's, it's, there's a quality about it as a psychology that's muscular, working out towards, (laughs) towards goals. You know what I mean? Right, Uh, right. And it can be life goals, right? I mean, it, but it has that quality of, of running your drills and all that stuff. Right.
1: Yeah. You know, I think uh, that phrase um, of, like, recognizable molds. Yes. I think that's really key because, you know, even if they're, like, social blind or whatever, I think that, generally speaking, someone with a fix will kind of directly reference genres in terms Self- of their appearance and style. Mm. You know, it might be... Um, there's just like an intentionality of how they're presenting themselves. That it is, it's like, it does, it just seems like that's what everybody does. But for a three fix, there's a level of, some level of awareness of the mold that I am signifying or even just being a variation on. And another thing that
0: someone, I think, I don't know if it was you, David, that mentioned this, that something that's really common with three fixers is this sense of career. Yeah. And your mm-hmm. life arc as representing this progression I am what I do. Yes. And some people might read the, hear that and frown at that. and like, oh, that's not me. But recognizing that this is American culture, this is a big part of just being here that people don't realize that there are a lot of cultures where people don't ask you what you do casually, like as part of getting to know you. So much of this culture right. is based around what you do for a living. Like identities are centered around career and it's very much a three and three fixed thing to... Not really put much separation between a career path and themselves
1: and to see their identity based on the kind of career arc that they have. So continuing off of Emika's thing, uh, four, withdrawn individuation, negative emotional states, chronic deployment, self-distinct taste in aesthetics. So
2: like two is me and my relationships with special, certain other people. Yep. Uh, three is sort of me relative to people as a model for something. Yes. Right. And then four is m- me
1: looking at myself and my relationship <laughs> to myself, right? Yeah, what I always say about four is like to help people understand is that four is like who you are untainted by reality. What is the mm. ultimate kernel, the single point that it defines me? Like what's the core of the core of the core of like my soul or whatever? And so the whole thing about four is over individuating that and trying to like bring that out and create some congruence between my outer life, including my body, uh, the way I speak, everything and trying to make it congruent with that inner sense. But it's like this kernel that is like almost like on a different level of reality or something so there's a sense of intense separation from everything including my own psyche my own body I try to be that unique totally personal kernel and like almas calls it the pearl beyond price right it's that focal point of identity that's not um conditioned not based on anything external and so the four is constantly separating themselves and going inward to find what's that unique individual thing that's me so it's like a very opposite strategy from um, three, where it's like, I'm actualizing my identity through action, through doing, through I'm, I'm figuring out who and what I am through. And modeling an outside thing too. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a very key difference.
0: Four is trying to find the mold that is completely entirely your own. Never been produced. It's not even a mold right. because then a mold could be reproduced. Exactly, right? It was, it's, <laughs> and sometimes I, I find myself thinking of as having a forfix, you know, what is the thing that only I could do that there's no one on this planet ever Mm -hmm. before or ever after could do, which is a really difficult thing. You have to start thinking about like, what am I really, what is the truest expression of my existence that only me in, in this entire history of all mankind could express. That is sort of like what four is looking for is completely separate from everything. What, what am I?
1: Right. So I, I just pulled up uh, a little writing I did on the feeling center and I wrote two seeks identity through relationship and being of service. Three, and I mean this as three or two is the part of us, you know, three is the part of us that seeks identity through self-actualization. You know, the personality style is doing to become. Hmm. It's, it's like recognizing potential inherently. And then how do I turn that into self-expression? Hmm. And then the four is seeking th- identity through individuation and introspection. Um, this type represents the wholly personal and interior facet of identity, of who or what one intrinsically, quote, is, unquote, apart from the environment, apart from early experience, and even apart from such determinations like the physical body. In other words, four represents the part of us that wants to know, wants to see and know ourselves as our core intrinsic fundamental character, our innermost kernel of something that is, quote, our own, distinct from anything else. And so part of having a four fix is this, you know, it's like, as you're speaking to, it's like, what is... Mine that's not somewhere else's, you know, someone yep. else's somewhere else. It's like mm-hmm. if I can locate it outside myself, it doesn't feel like it's mine. Yep. Exactly.
2: It's one reason why four is the antidote to nine and why and what I mean by that is again the the age old subject. illness of nine. <laughs> the illness of nine, <laughs> nine's identifying as four is because nine is that it's that ocean, right? So, you know, if your selfness is spread across an ocean, it doesn't have that distinct
0: point that four represents that amas idea of four representing the distinct point it really hit something for me because it really captures the sense of separation like you're trying to remove every outside influence and try to locate the atom of your existence like the thing
1: that set everything off the atom (laughs) yeah <laughs> no, that's so like that's so important and so 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 overlooked and not understood in four you know that's like all the four verse nine thing we talk about It's like people will talk about the emotionality of four and the depth or whatever but it's like all that depth comes from pushing away you know it's like yeah the the sense of depth is that what happens to the personality is that the surface of things is artificial and I have to push away from it and I have to go in or away. And so it becomes alienation. And, and I, I always think it's interesting with four next to five in that way, because five is also very alienated and separating, but coming from the lens of the heart center versus the head center. Yeah, they're counterparts. So like in a forfix, fix, like, you know, someone will aesthetically be trying to draw on like a unique palette in terms of their preferences in terms of the way they dress and their sense of identity. There's, there's a natural sense of guardedness about their inner life that I don't think two and three fixes have. Mm, yeah. and, and also from that a kind of self-absorbed narcissistic quality, you know, fussiness about preferences and all that.
2: That's one thing to ping off of is the image types, the heart types as different forms of narcissism.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Different forms of narcissism. Yeah, it's like different forms of dissociation, different forms of narcissism.
0: That's Yeah, that's really good. You know, when you look at like uh, two and two fixed narcissism, you're looking at someone who is invested in in being someone people can go to to be taken care of in some kind of way, or at least not being someone that is going to be hurtful. Like they have a narcissism in in being a source of goodness. And three has a narcissism of being valuable in some kind of... I mean, that could be different depending on the three and the three, three fixture, but I, I know what I'm doing. I can make things happen in this arena. For narcissism or for fixed narcissism is just, I'm distinctly more distinctly myself. Sometimes people have said to me, or like, you should just get paid to be Emeka because that's all you know how to be. Much of my existence is just saying, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that. My views are my own and it's not playing off of any, anyone else's. Yeah thing so it's very emica. you know what i mean like playing that.
2: off of anybody's thing is very good distinction four versus two and three
0: yeah because like, it
1: just feels like 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 you feel ashamed that you feel ashamed when there's a likeness that's right, right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like what's really my sometimes i'm like i haven't really
1: found my view yet because
0: if it's too similar to someone else's that it's not really mine i mean maybe i think similar to that person but that means i need to go a little bit deeper to figure mm-hmm. out like what i really that's right you in this situation because if it's someone else is mirroring that then it's probably not really mine you know like it, cuz mine whatever is mine I'm the only one on, on planet earth who can express that. So I, if I really go deep enough,
1: that's what I'm going to find. On that group. That's full of uh, the four group. That's full of nines that think they're fours. Uh-huh. When someone posts something, and all the nines go, Oh, same, same, same. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Like, same. What they're not getting <laughs> is that as a four to go, same, not everything, but most things is shameful.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Like you might say something like, Oh, I like this movie. And I'm like, Oh, same, you know, no, no problem. There, it's a superficial example, but like, to continuously be going, is this common for fours to feel like this? I mean, even when I know that something is common for fours to feel a particular way, I'm embarrassed that I partake in fourness. In that. No, no. <laughs> <You> know, <'cause, laughs> I mean, that was the thing about learning the Enneagram was uh, that I realized that if, if I was a type that was, like everything but my personality was described in a book, I was the same as fucking 100 million people. And I was no. like disgusted by that.
0: The feeling I get sometimes, the impulse in me is that if I'm agreeing or saying, "Oh, I I agree with this person," that means I haven't really found my own viewpoint. You know, it's Mm -hmm. kind of lazy. It's like if I don't want to actually think about it and figure out where I'm at, then I can just you know agree with something that I sort of agree with. But if I really think about it, it's not really. I can't really agree with what they're saying because that's their. It's not where I'm really at. So it feels like uh, with the four fixes, like I, I have to I have to find my point. And it feels like I, I have to always express
1: myself from, you know, the atom of my viewpoint is. Well, I think the really great and simple way to put it, that yeah, just there's just this constant sense of pushing away. And, and it has to be like, like, you know, my interest in, in just politics, for example, is, I mean, I grew up, my dad's a political cartoonist. So even though I'm social blind, it's like, it's a weird thing I've got where I'm interested in it. But it's like, I started to be clued in on how people just like it's a lazy way to put it, but didn't think for themselves in terms of adopting Mm -hmm. sort of cultural attitudes and opinions about things. And part of the thing is like because it's this reaction against what's like other things, there's also a thing and this comes up in four fixes where I'm holding up the shadow element, right? Like I'm Uh, holding that other people aren't seeing and I'm kind of being the bleeding wound to kind of direct attention to how fucked up things are. Yes. Like so, like the it's not just like oh I'm very gonna be very unique and uh, you know I will have lots of colors that are very bright and colorful because it's different. It, it's always got this sense of also uh, pulling away but being wounded and pulling away. Yes. And you know, like I was like, you know, people pretend like the fucking CIA is like a cool thing, and I'm like, like I got to learn about how fucked up the CIA is because <laughs> because, <laughs> because I don't want to think it's cool. Everything is cool, and I, I'm suspicious of that by nature. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have to understand, and, and I get little hints where maybe maybe the CIA is actually just a uh, you know a force that props up capital, the expense of human lives across the world, and so like I have to like know about it because it's like this thing that people are so unnuancedly, generally speaking, in our culture, positive about. I got to really understand, like it, it, as Emeka sp- said earlier, it's like I feel like it's just pure laziness unless I like really know my own unique perspective based on you know if i go along with not unique perspective but if i go along with the the predominant perspective it feels like a complete like yeah. inner laziness
2: part of what you're hitting on there too is with four and four fix is uh things aren't true unless the negative thing is the thing that's the truer mm-hmm. true mm-hmm. right
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah that was one of the uh, distinctions that i tried to make is that yeah it's one thing to want to hit on you know, your own unique and distinct perspective. But generally, fours are looking for that in uncovering and embodying negative perspectives or uncovering and embodying the shadow of things. Because, I mean, generally, the predominant perspective in the mainstream or just in general, people tend to look at things positively or neutrally. There's very few people that are wanting to look at the uncomfortable truth of a situation, which is tends to be things are really fucked up. And so four fixes wanting to find a distinct point and to sort of separate themselves from where everyone is going. That's generally going to be in the direction of things are really messed up here. Things are really fucked up. And this thing that we're avoiding, this tragic problem that we're
1: all not talking about, this is what we need to be talking about. Yeah. All right. Head, head center. Uh, so when it comes to a head fix, this is like this style of your thinking. So reading again from Emeka's little cheat sheet. In the head thinking center, your fixation is how you're compensating for not knowing and trying to navigate and understand what's real. Each head fix is overdoing a different style of insight. Five, dissecting, uncovering the unknown, conceptualizing, granular overfocus. Six, hypervigilance, guidance outside of oneself, orienting to a system or to a structure. Seven, possibilities, animated interestingness, multifaceted options for experience.
0: Yeah, I felt like this one was... Um, the distinctions are pretty easy and clear, at least for me. It's very clear to me in, in what type of insight that someone is trying to use to navigate what they don't understand, or even in, when in the context of people trying to figure out the Enneagram, people with that are sixes or six fixed go about it a certain way. Uh, and it's a sense of, with six and six fixtures, for example, of trying to find and Orientation to the structure of the Enneagram. Like they start to list different sources. These teachers say this, uh, trying to reconcile the contradictions. And they're hyper vigilant about things that don't fit, asking lots of questions. And so it takes on a form of, even as they're trying to figure out what their type is, they're trying to prove it to themselves. So I see a lot of times with six fixers looking at, like, well, who wrote the paper on that? Being hyper about what the sources of something is. Like I need to put a structure around this thing that I don't understand that it has to be some kind of outside source is guiding me towards
1: understanding. So there, there's a certain faith in a way, in agreement and corroboration. Um, yes. <laughs> like not necessarily agreeing with the mainstream point of view or something, but, but the six fix naturally goes to, okay, this is something that others have, like, even if it's just this authority or just this book or just this scholarship or something, it's like, okay, this has some precedent and it's not just coming out of the ether. Yeah. And that,
2: that pings with uh, the thing we talked about in the last conversation, echoes, the attachment types are looking for echoes or attracted to echoes.
1: That's and very so that kind of fits in with that idea what you just said, John. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking earlier about the body center being like the engine, tell me if this feels right or not, but it's like, with these trifixes it's like the body center is the engine of the trifix the heart center is like who is the person that's being engined somewhere right the mind is like how is that being engined? and it, you know what i mean like how is the person getting around how they're navigating
0: yeah no no that, that does make on. sense because each center feels different like mm-hmm. you know the, the gut gar- yeah. is like the energy center like you know
1: anger is kind of like a fuel for the mm-hmm. car and I mean, what anger actually is in the body center is just, like, we call it life force. Right. Pushed into a certain place. Like a density of life force. Mm-hmm. And the image in the heart center, just it doesn't,
0: feel, it doesn't feel like motion. It just feels like how you're framing yourself, what you're seeing in the mirror. So I guess that makes sense that it would be the actual person. Like This is the identity of, of the person in the car. Right. And then... My GPS the head, or whatever. Right. And then the fucking head center is the GPS or the way that they're driving. Or how do I figure out the
2: puzzle for how I get to solve Oh
0: yeah. The map. It's, the, it's the the how puzzle. do I get
2: from- Yeah. It's sort of like um like I can go backwards from the gut, like say the the head fix is kind of um how do I mobilize, right? It's sort of mm-hmm. in some sense you could think of it as um, well, head types in some sense, not trusting people that are core head types, not trusting their capacity to mobilize. So they're doing too much thinking in order to take the place of
0: the mobilization, the the Mm -hmm. nonverbal go. So they're overdoing a a certain style of thinking. Right. That's a good way to look at it. And just my experience of head types in general, like for example, we've had Enneagram universe for a couple of years now. And it's interesting to see like the kinds of the individuals that keep the group going in terms of the action going hmm. and it's always had types like sixes and sevens just like basically like run the group in terms of who's yeah. like generating the most posts and getting people talking uh sixes and sevens questions
2: questions <laughs>
0: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah so <laughs> <totally. laughs> when it comes to the the five fakes there's always this perspective to me where they're like they're in a castle and like their exchanges are are being like sniped like shot down from a yeah. You know, because it's like, it's, there's like a, a spaciousness, and a, but at the same time, like a <laughs> precision uh, right. delivery. And as you said, like conceptualizing granular over focus. But, you know, unlike the six fix, which is like, okay, this feels okay because it's pinging off all these sort of references and uh, mm-hmm. footnotes and all this kind of stuff. The, the five fix, it's not to say it doesn't value that, but but those things are beside the point, which is to kind of go, which is to go into totally what's unknown. Yeah. And so, um, so you do get this kind of like,
0: it's similar to the fourth thing of wanting to find the the singular point of identity. But with five, it's like, if I go deep enough, I can find this singular point of insight into this thing that I had not seen yet. I haven't seen yet, which could explain everything. You know, like if I could just get to this singular kernel, you know, that it's going to explain the whole thing
1: yeah yeah that that's it is it does feel similar to the fourth thing but a totally different flavor at the same time it's
2: a different kind of being unique
1: yes yes yeah. exactly yeah yeah. yeah yeah and i see i see five fixers constantly like to throw something a little bit provocative or challenging or that they like like just to say something a little controversial like just to kind of boom, get it out like being contrary in a certain way not like a six contrary which will be more like devil's advocate but just sort of like saying something that's a little bit going to like wind people up or something like that Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's it feels like five fixtures are going to get
0: into some corner of they're going to go into some far corner of an idea and so they're pushing out concepts or viewpoints it's like they're putting themselves in a corner in a way whereas and dropping bombs from that corner right (laughs) Whereas Six, six Fixers, when they go crazy on social media, it's like, oh, there's <laughs> conspiracy theories. Did you know these CIAs cooking babies in vats of oil? You know, some shit like that. Um, that is based on hearsay. But a Five or a Five Fixer might put something out there, but it's like they've gone so deep into it. And it's not just reactive hearsay. They're going to like list out, like, this is why I think this thing. And yeah. overwhelm they're, they're you they're with... They're going to build it. You're right mm. like they've gone so deep into this off the deep end thing that you know they, they can go all day listing their reasonings for it and but it's i think the difference is is that uh five can they hone in on one point usually like it's, yeah it's yeah, gonna be
1: pressing that button
0: granular over focus on trying to find the singular point uh but then overwhelming you with you know shit around that point whereas six can feel like a bunch of references and trying to orient, but it, it's it, it can feel more chaotic with the six fix because it's like I I don't know like distrusting the process even while they're doing it. So six six fixers are like I, I'm not sure, and I'm trying to find some footing here with um with these references and with these outside uh, sources to try to land on something that I can feel okay with.
2: Five is kind of like condensing down into a fine. Point, it's like a nuclear tip yes right where and and there's a power element there just as nuclear power you know that metaphor uh is alluding to where like i'm condensing 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 and and i've got this bomb now right it's yeah. so packed tight and it's in such a small space but I've got this bomb back here in my bunker. Right. And, and, <laughs> and it's, it's a certain kind, So that's a certain kind of actually like attaining power. Right. And that, yeah. is it, you know what I mean? Yeah. J- John, yeah. you
0: remember with the, with the show dark that we just did the pot on, you know, looking at the show as this huge labyrinth to find out at the end, that everything comes down to a singular point.
1: The, yeah. The exactly. origin. And then once you figure out the origin, You can reconstruct the whole thing from a
0: different point of view. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so it was really cool to see that that show was structured in that way, that everything Mm -hmm. was leading to a singular point. And that sort of is a good example of what five and five fixers are trying to do. It's like you're trying to find this origin
1: point and work from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think um, in contrast, the six fix, uh, there's a lot of justifying. And yes. I don't just mean that, uh, it, like sometimes that might sound like a negative thing, but it's it's not, it, that might be a little hard, like a strong sense, but but there is this sort of justification going. And so, you know, in contrast mm-hmm. to the, like the five fix, there is that, uh, David used the term, in my bunker. Whereas mm-hmm. the six fix, it's like, you know, like, in, like a, in a war movie or something where somebody jumps out of the bunker and then they start just like, you know, blowing people away or whatever. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. that, like, you know. <laughs> there's like a, Instead of just being like, pow, pow, it's like they come out and they're like, it's like having a Rambo moment in a sense when they feel attacked or when they feel overwhelmed or when they're trying to figure things out. It's like going to all these different places and trying to refer and justify and reference and, and, and weave things together in a way that makes some sort of coherent sense for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, they, when they're like feeling attacked, though, it can be this kind of just unloading. A five fixer won't, generally speaking, unload quite the, the same way right whereas like a 6 fixer there they'll you'll get these moments of just like poof, expo, expulsion of something
2: it's also partly that it's a superego type 6 is right and so there's the constant thing of are my views or your views morally good or mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm. that brings that's a huge apparatus to bring into Some places, you know, that it doesn't need to be brought into. Let's say, right? If (laughs) you're like a fives, just is uh, amorally, you know, looking at whatever they're into, right? They're not. It's not. It's not about, you know, which side am I going to be on at the end of this, and is it going to be the good people?
0: That's a very good point because um, for some people who to land on their whether they're six fixed or five fixed. Something that stands out about five sometimes is they end up inadvertently disturbing people because of how dispassionately they look at disturbing, quote unquote, disturbing material, just observing it it. uh, neutrally uh, because five is detached and uh, emotionally neutral. Whereas six has some compulsion to say, those people are the bad people over there. Don't follow them because they're assholes.
2: (laughs) And here's all the research that I did to show how bad they are
0: they're bad these and so there's there's a compulsion to no. figure out what is the um the good or bad viewpoint and that's that's influencing their way of um i mean it's something I, I deal with my eight sister she's six fixed of what's a good or bad viewpoint um i just i might just observe something and she she'll counter with you know, check your biases, you know, check your, the perspective that you have is inherently not good, you know, that kind of thing. Uh And that's building
2: a team too, if you're with the good people that all believe this thing, whereas five goes into the alienation of the disturbing and the
1: amoral. Right. That makes a lot of sense in terms of like, you know, like in the past, for example, uh, as y'all are well aware, I, uh, when I started saying that, Uh, Sexual instinct is based in sexual attraction and it's the instinct of putting oneself ahead of sexual competition. And I was like, and I had done all that research to like back that up in terms of the role played Mm -hmm. in sexual selection, all this kind of stuff like this. I got accused of like all kinds of weird sexist stuff because I was supposedly Mm -hmm. describing the sexual instincts from a male point of view. And, uh, it's like the, the attacks that came at me were like really intense and I didn't understand them, you know, like I don't understand what they're coming from. And I think it had to do with, you know, because the stuff I found out about the sexual instinct challenges so much about our sexual norms and mm-hmm. social norm that it was like, I always thought I was just reporting information and, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, oh yeah, like we were all polyfidelitis or you know had multiple sexual partners throughout our lives uh in prehistoric things monogamy is actually a construction blah 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 people are getting mad at me and accusing me of all this kind of shit and i mean part of it's probably my my loud delivery style social blind stuff it's
0: it's not just that it's it's the fact that you were just reporting dispassionately about and very clearly about things that people felt disturbed by and that's something that fives and five fixers whether or not you're social
1: blind um, can run into and is just... like, isn't this just very interesting like <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's very counter to what we've all been taught you know like <laughs> well and that's
2: again the thing is uh, the mainstream view on all of that stuff is is set into a morality mm, yes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and you were doing a, an you you were not giving a fuck about morality you were just going into the truth
0: yeah yeah but it's also truth that isn't orienting to the current as understood structure of the way people relate. And I think part of the sixth thing is always keeping an eye on how this is relating to the collective thought True. or what, what does science currently- Like is this idea like serving a collective health? Is that what you mean? Um, Not necessarily always health, but that's part of it. But also like where is the collective currently on this? You know, Mm -hmm. I think Mm six will always start- from the, the point of like, for example, like, you know, what do you scientists currently think of time? Um, think. Maybe a five would would just go into that and go to the, the outskirts of what that is and maybe present something that's challenging. Whereas a six might might want to integrate like what the current viewpoint of accepted viewpoint of what time of scientists think about time. And, you know, that's kind of like the whole scientific method or academia is based on like peer reviews and if other people agree that this is what it is and that's what people say it is. But then if you re- recognize that it, it takes some crazy person to push things beyond what the current group of scientists agree is the truth until those scientists come around to thinking that way. And like 50 years later, we think it's completely something completely different. So there's this process of the six is sort of maintaining a collective viewpoint um, and so an idea that challenges that is always
1: going to be met with resistance. They're like protecting the cannon.
0: <clears throat> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: So what about seven fixers? What's the deal with them? Yeah.
1: The, what the is new- the deal? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're looking for the, the future new possibilities. I did a, a, tri trifix call with someone who was trying to figure out their head fix. And this person thought they might be five fixed. And it was a little bit difficult to sort of land on, on, what her fixes might be and we started having a conversation about like her hobbies and how she approached like working on a. she was a musician how she approached working on a piece like how do you get into it and she admitted that she when she gets into a piece that she the way that she goes about working on is just like taking interesting pieces or mixing interesting things together like there's this sense of sevens and seven fixers just caring more about the interesting possibilities than anything else. Just like, yeah, you know, <laughs> what could happen, and just yeah. going, getting drunk on what could happen and possibilities.
2: Yeah, five is a little bit more about truth and seven. Yeah, and and seven's more about just creating more variety and interestingness. Variety is a
1: good word. What I I see between David and I is, yeah, I get very granular and like we're going further in, further in, further in. (laughs) Yeah, Whereas David goes, here's one angle, here's another angle, here's another angle, here's an angle over here. And it's sort of like this uh, multifaceted, like if I want to go like super into something, it's like a focus point. Whereas he has this view of looking at layers and layers and layers in different angles to almost different like angles. It's almost like, um like uh, what are those fucking Buckminster Fuller balls, you know, that are like, they're like, these like circular structures, but they've got, they're like made of different little sh- like different colors shapes. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's like different colors, but different shapes. And so it's like a, like a, like Cerebro or something where you're mm. like looking, going from all around to see the scent thing in the center.
0: Yeah. yeah. Kaleidoscopic. Exactly, I, yeah,
1: Kaleidoscope's a good one.
0: When I know. hit him up about uh, Trifix like four or five years ago, we looked at it from like four or five different angles. Like, um, like <laughs> Exactly. Like, <laughs> you're just like, okay, let's look at it from this way. You know, if you're a sexual self-pres eight, and, you know, what that's going to do mm-hmm. uh, to your heart fix. And then, okay, let's look at it from like the two secondary fixes being like opposing <clears throat> the core fixed, so like he gave me like four different ways eventually what it took is i found the one that worked for me mm. and i went into that and sort of figured it out on my own but um he gave me like a menu of options you know yeah. different perspectives <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i think of things as uh there's an
2: object in my hand and i'm turning it and i'm seeing new things as i turn the object different ways. yeah as, a, as opposed yeah. to going deeper in
0: yeah. And, and what worked for me is like, I had to find the perspective that where things clicked for me, where I could see clearly. And then I just wanted to go deeper into that perspective. I think what it was was just the zeroing in on the center alone, because um, I, I wanted to see like the thing the in isolation from other things, Right. Right. That's basically <laughs> that's basically what worked for me is like mm. all these other things were interesting and they eventually all made sense once I was able to pull back. But I didn't really feel sure until I could isolate the thing. And that was one of the things, that was one of the perspectives that uh, David shared with me. Is like, you, you, you got to go into the heart center. Uh, but he just had like four other, four or five other perspectives. But that was the one that I, I went with eventually. Uh-huh.
2: One of the things with seven too, uh, maybe it's part of what I already said, but is it just interestingness, colorfulness, uh, unusualness, exoticness of a thing an idea a person is all it needs to be right yes it doesn't it doesn't
3: it doesn't
2: doesn't matter if i'm burrowing into the fine point that is the truth it's just is this thing does it animate up into a 3d architecture that's a really cool thing to look at you know (laughs) in my mind
1: yeah it's totally yeah 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 sometimes you'll you'll sort of uh forego maybe like what's say realistic yes uh, because it's fascinating or cool or
0: novel that's it it just feels it means like ideas for the sake of entertainment that's what it it feels like to me that's (laughs) it that's right it's like on the seven call there was a lot more
2: i got a, a deeper sense with the core sevens of just how much it's you know i guess i always associated seven more with doing but it really is so much in the head, conceptualizing and, you know, imagining. Imagining.
0: Yeah, that's a good seven word for, or seven fix word is yep. imagination. And uh, one thing I, I learned from that typing call with the person who was looking at their head fix five versus seven was just the amount of wanting to actualize imagination, just to taste it and move on. Because you, if you, Stay too long with it, it loses this sort of color and wonder. Mm -hmm. And there was this pattern of just wanting to create newness and experience it for a short period of time and then move on to the next. You have to keep moving to have these new and interesting experiences. And so Mm -hmm. if you have a seven fix, that's going to be a pattern for you of getting drunk on animated and interesting possibilities.
2: Yeah, it's certain self-indulgence. Getting drunk is, is cueing me on that. It's almost uh, narcissistic in
0: conceptual space. <laughs> <laughs> Not just in conceptual space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there's an aspect of seven to fix that I should mention of the sense of expecting, because you are generating interestingness for yourself, you expect that other people are going to be excited there you go. and into the interestingness. So seven fixers have no sort That's of right. reservation putting that stuff on people you guys are going to be
2: excited about this
0: i'm sure of it i'm sure of it look how
2: colorful it is how could you not be entertained and want more of this
0: (laughs) these
1: unrequested nudes that you didn't ask for yeah
0: of course
1: hey how do you distinguish having a seven wing and a five fix that's a good one okay yeah that
0: was that's a good one for me because um i i only ask good questions (laughs) (laughs)
2: that's the the
0: five fix yeah yeah. Yeah. i I initially uh when i first got into the enneagram i thought i was a seven because i i'm an eight wing seven and um if anyone who knows me knows that i have a decent amount of seven qualities just you know joker zany that kind of a thing pretty fast-paced yeah my hair (laughs) but uh (laughs) so to distinguish i i i had a moment in time a couple years where i thought i was seven fix because you know why wouldn't I think that and what made a difference for me actually I needed help to figure out that I had a five fix um it, it was hard for me to separate my inherent whatever seven from the way that I was conceptualizing and thinking about things mm-hmm. um and so the difference between a wing and a fix is that when you have a, a wing like you know I have a seven wing it, it's almost like it's built into my core eight stuff my core eight Type structure has mm-hmm. um inherent you know seven qualities but when it comes to the way that i tried to orient to what i don't understand that it takes on the shape of um the five wanting to find the origin point it's also this this weird combination of being this sort of zany extroverted type of person with also kind of really detached qualities or deta- detached points of views. It took me some time to separate those two things to see that, yes, I have these um, built in seven qualities. But when it comes to when I'm trying to figure things out, I'm sort of
1: digging to, to find the point. Well, I like the way you put it in terms of like, there's sort of the seven ish enhancement to your eight expression, right. versus actually how you cognitively process and conceptualize. Yeah.
0: Yes, that's right. That That's the difference. And that really comes back to i mean this is a, a five fix perspective but the clearest way to land on your trifix is to isolate each center by itself i mean there's you can get a yeah. lot from combining centers and, and looking at fixes and stems and all that kind of stuff but to really get clear on what's going on you have <laughs> to look at you know what am i doing in in, in the headspace how am i how am i figuring things out how do i view myself in the heart space how do my you know, what kind of pressure am I putting on myself in, in terms of how I'm people, how I'm viewing myself and how people should view me? Uh, that that was the most helpful thing to get really clear. Um, but also, it's, it's also getting clear about how to work with each of your fixes also. It's like knowing your tri is great and all, but like, what do you do once you know it? So isolating each center, you know, if you know that you're five fix, you might get a lot from listening to a podcast or one of our pods about type fives and getting more clear on what the five fixation is yeah definitely that was good what we
2: just did yeah
0: there's a little bit more to because we just kind of went specifically into each center there's more of more david stuff where mm-hmm. you're sort of looking at bases and stems yeah uh looking at like that's all the, the chemistry of yeah yeah that's more david stuff yeah Geek let's do stuff. that next all right guys good call yeah excellent okay
2: man
3: later all right awesome. later we